I'm Sam, he's Hello. He's Peter, I think. We just watched Mrs. Doubtfire. Hello, welcome trying. to episode 16. <laughs> I'm Peter, he's Sam. Oh no. And we've, we've been enjoying Mrs. Doubtfire. We've gone horribly off the rails. This is going to be a nightmare. Nightmare to, to edit. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm Sam. He's Peter. It's episode 16. I said that already. I've said that already. It's actually, Mrs. Doubtfire said that already. <laughs> God, this is going nowhere fast. It's going nowhere fast. Um. Anyway, so today we are in fact drinking beer. So that's are. a good. That's a good start. We're yeah. also eating um delicious smoked almonds. That they, they taste like. Which you can ba- probably like hear. the cheese and bacon flavored shapes. shapes. And if you're not Australian, you don't know what shapes are. I mean, my heart bleeds for you. They're pretty good. Actually, they just came out with new shapes, which yeah, are absolute a- garbage. Yeah, there's a big internet controversy about how they changed the like formula for barbecue shapes and for pizza shapes. Bastards. Yeah. And, Why? And people just hate them. Did not go well for them. Don't hate these though. Yeah, these are good. Yeah, what, what beer are we drinking, Sam? Uh, we appear to be drinking Pure Blonde. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's a little insight. Cheers, Sam. Oh, yep. Here's a little insight into uh, the Pure Blonde here. It's got like this, this little white circle. It really bugs me every time I look at this. I'm trying to work Why? out what it is. I just worked out what it, what it is last time we looked at it. Mm-hmm. It's the Siri symbol. No, not the Siri symbol. The Cortana symbol. Oh, for, yeah. Um, from, the, from everybody's favorite Windows 10. Oh, yeah. Can't live without my Windows 10 now, after it just ninjally updated. <laughs> I'm pretty glad my computer hasn't done that. Snuck in like a stranger in the night. Yep. Windows 7 for life. Yep. <laughs> this, is going, this is going great, Sam. I'm glad I'm glad to be here. I'm glad we're here. I'm, Good. Yeah. I'm pretty loath to be here, but yeah. You're loath to be anywhere. Pretty much. Really. Yeah. Okay. Hmm, I'm going to drink my beer. <laughs> How's life been going? In it's the been world going of well. Sam Johnson. It's been going well. I think... So we, we watched our homework movie right before we recorded this podcast. Mm. Um, I, Which we, is not what we usually do. We usually... The first one, we did do that. We watched it together. Um, but many, ever many since then, we've just never been able to arrange to be in the same place at the same time, to specifically just to watch a movie. So... Yeah. Um... Yeah, nice, nice change of pace. I think so. Yeah, I think we probably enjoyed the movie more. Yeah, being able to just yell at the screen. That's where I was going. That's where I was going with this because we yelled at the screen constantly and we laughed so much just about inappropriate things that we'd say. I'm on that like giddy high. (laughs) So this that's why this episode is so off the rails. We're we're eating we're eating nuts. It's crazy. It's crazy town here. Oh yeah. Welcome to Christian. <laughs> so, Mrs. Doubtfire, if you haven't heard of this movie before... Oh, but don't you want to ask me about my life? No. Okay, alright. <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire, then. <laughs> um, if you haven't heard of this movie before, I mean, what is wrong with you? So, Mrs. Doubtfire is like one of those classic 90s kids movies. It's sort of like in that same, same vein as uh, Matilda... Um, I'm trying to think of another one, but I'm just stuck on Matilda because the same girl who plays Matilda also plays the youngest daughter in, in Mrs. Doubtfire. Tidbits. And what was yours? The mum in Mrs. Doubtfire plays... Oh, yeah, the mum in Mrs. Doubtfire is Aunt May in The Amazing Spider-Man and The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Classic film. Yep. All-time classics. Yeah. God. <laughs> so sick of Spider-Man. <laughs> New one looks good, though. I'm yeah. sure it'll be a, a great... Retelling of the classic tale of Spider-Man. If Uncle Ben dies again, I walk. That's it, I'm out. I'm burning the cinema down. Never coming back. 
You're going full and glorious bastards I'm, at that cinema. I'm adopting a new name. I'm out of here. Um, how would you describe Mrs. Doubtfire, Peter? Because you've got to be careful here. It is a fun-loving, light-hearted Robin it's Williams a, film. It's an 80s kids film that is in very, like, transsexual, or, like, transphobic. Yeah, a movie. little bit. A little like, bit. It, it's a bit dated in that they have, like, gay jokes and jokes. Pierce Brosnan is sexy. Yeah, Pierce Brosnan's, like, just weirdly British slash American. He's this crazy sex maniac that <laughs> comes after <laughs> comes after Robin Williams' wife as soon as she is divorced. He hears that she's divorced and travels yeah. three continents to reach her. He essentially does that. I mean, he turns up. He has no interest in her work, in, apart from the fact that, like, there's some... I think that's why he's there. Yeah, so it's never whole... really explained, but he, he's looking at her work for some reason. He's, like, a higher up in her... So... Robin Williams' wife, like, divorces him and stuff. For completely sane reasons. Because he's an insane maniac. <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who probably isn't suitable to look after the kids. Yeah. Oh, actually, the, the first sequence in this movie is... Whoops. Is one of the most just ridiculous things that only happens in a children's movie. I mean, there's it so opens, many It opens with Robin Williams picking up his children from school... Yeah. Because he got fired from his job. As a voice actor. As a voice actor. And um, he picks him up from school and it's his son's birthday. And he goes, oh, are you going to have a party? I don't know that because I'm a weirdly absent father, but I still live here already. But I, I, I say I love my kids so much. But, but really... I have no interest in them whatsoever. Yep. Um, and then his little daughter's like, oh, mom said he couldn't have a party. And he's like, oh, <laughs> well... Fuck her, then. We're going to have just the most ridiculous party of all time. Yeah. And have, like, an entire farmhouse like full of animals rap in our incredibly expensive New York apartment. One kid is literally hanging from a chandelier. Yeah. It is insane. It's entirely reasonable. That she, and they she listen to rap that. music yeah. and do drugs and have strippers. <laughs> they don't it's have... just wildly inappropriate. Well, the drugs and the strippers <laughs> may have been Peter's imagination. But yeah, that's like that's a big thing for me in this movie. That's the other children's parties I go to. It, it's he's insane. Yeah. This movie, like, if it, you just it's, explain it's like this, a, it's supposed to be like a fun family movie about how a divorced dad like gets back in touch with his kids and convinces his wife to not yeah. be like all. Oh, I'm never going to let you see your kids again. Yeah. But actually, she probably shouldn't let him see the kids again because yeah. he's just a serial killer, basically. <laughs> we don't know. He Maybe. wears people's faces <laughs> and dresses up as an old British lady. <laughs> to get closer. Yeah. If you explain this to someone who hadn't watched Mrs. Doubtfire before. Oh, what's Mrs. Doubtfire about? Oh, it's about this woman uh, who, divo- like her three kids, she divorces her husband, uh, played by Robin Williams. Oh, that's great. Yeah, and then what does he do? Well, he's told that he needs to get a job because he's unemployed. And then he needs to get a place to live because he doesn't have one. Also, he's insane. <laughs> and he has crazy big parties. <laughs> yeah, so what so he decides to do is instead of waiting the three months where he can only visit his kids once every Saturday, not terrible. And, and just locking down like a regular job. Yep. He doesn't do that. What he does is he goes to his crazy, crazy like artist he, he, brother who sounds like he's swallowed at least six razor blades. <laughs> he's like Darren Lockyer, but on just worse. Darren Lockyer, if all he did was chew gravel for three months. Yeah, and Darren, Lo- and Darren Lockyer decides to. This would be a better movie if Darren Lockyer was. <laughs> you know what? You, you know what? I want, I want uh, there to be a sequel to this, and it's Darren Lockyer has to be pretend, pretend to be a woman for his kids, but he can't mask that voice. <laughs> he comes in, chain smoking. Like... Anyway, and then Robin Williams, what does he decide to do? He decides to get his brother to make special effects. Yeah, he decides so to that impersonate he, like, yeah, an, he old looks like an old lady. British lady. He, to and, like be hired as a maid to look after his kids and essentially stalk both his wife and his children whilst pretending to be a woman. Yeah. And then it all works out. <laughs> Somehow. Mostly works out. It mostly works out. And it turns out, you know what? I remembered Pierce Brosnan was like the pretty standard, like, oh, he's a nice, attractive guy who tries to move in on the mum. 
And he, and he, but he, he's, he does that, but he's doing, he's kind of genuine about yeah, it. Yeah, he's like, super fine. Like, there's a compass, there's a there's, moment. There's a point where, for some reason, Mrs. Doubtfire goes with them to the local pool. Even though she's a, for some she's reason. a child carer, but the parents are both, like, the, the carers are there. Yeah, they invite her along to just, yeah, and for so whatever reason. he decides reason. to hit the bar. Yeah, he decides to go and, and get he really drunk. And he overhears Pierce Brosnan having a conversation yeah. with... Someone who's obviously his friend or his mate or something who never comes up in the movie again. Yeah. And, um, and the guy's like, oh, you, you dated her. Right? Oh, you, you slide. Yeah, you're going to get rid but of I the kids thought, or something. I thought you hate kids. And he's like, oh no, I mean, their father's kind yeah. of a lunatic. So I'm just kind of trying to be there for them. And I really like them. Oh, Maggie, she's nice. Look how cute she is. Man, you know what? I think I'm really turning a new leaf. He doesn't say like I was expecting him, and that's the kind of formula in these movies. Yeah, like the say, like, stepdad thing. I'm like, planning to kill the children. I hate the children. I've got this pie recipe. I've been dying to try. I'm planning to send them all off to boarding school, so I can be with with, with her alone. That's not what he says. He's like no. perfectly reasonable guy. Yeah. Robert Williams then tries to murder him. Yeah, he finds out he's allergic, it's prawn. To, allergic to pepper, and so, like, pours pepper into his food, <laughs> uh, whilst, whilst pretending to be himself, while, like, like, talking to this, like, insane children's TV show owner. Yeah, so then, then crazy hijinks ensues, and um, Robin Williams, are, like, he has this other job as well, so he's, like, he's, like, doing the stuff that he needs to be doing. But in order to get his kids back, and also, this and guy. also, is yeah. a maniac, <laughs> um, and and so like so, he's doing really well at his job, and he gets talking with um, the yeah. the owner of the network or whatever, and convinces him to give him like a interview to start a new kid show, basically. Yeah. He, he, and, I see some talent and, in you, boy. The manager's like, "Oh yeah, we'll go Friday at this fancy restaurant. <laughs> I'm gonna just call Lucio's." Yeah. Um, and then, then he's like going to be a maniac as Mrs. Doubtfire at the kids' place, and Mum's like, "Oh, it's my birthday," which you should probably have known, you maniac, because you're my husband. But anyway, <laughs> um, and my boyfriend Pierce Brosnan has invited me out to dinner. You should come with us because that's a thing that people do. We're really, apparently, yeah. yeah. Even though, like, she keeps saying how invaluable the housekeeper, like Mrs. Doubtfire, is and how nice she is, but Mrs. Doubtfire acts. Like a crazy person, she is. She's always insulting like the wife. There's these moments, like this one point where no, like, she's not. A, he's, well, there's one point where she definitely insults him. Where like she's she wants she asks Mrs. Doubtfire for a woman's opinion on what to wear at like to this date with Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> so she pulls out this red dress and this black dress, and she's like, "Oh no, 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 dear, they're both." They're both dresses street walkers would wear. <laughs> You're a whore. You have clothes for sluts. Yeah. Well, how about we pick out this? And she picks out this, like, outfit that, that like, the wife literally bought for a funeral. <laughs> it's, um, it's like... And, and, and so it turns out that the date and the birthday is at the same restaurant on the same day at the same time. time. Because, of course, that's what happens. Yeah, so he decides to do both. And he, obviously, he just screws up both. Because how is that not He screws up both, but actually it works out fine. Yeah, because the... Because it's a children's Because the film. guy who owns the children's show... Who, and what we should really be seeking like, kid, teaching kids is you should just be a crazy maniac who has no regard for anybody else mm-hmm. and just do whatever you want. Stalk your and children. And it'll be fine. Make a staring speech at the hearing. Speak in a... I think it's a Welsh accent. Oh, she dear, has. Dear, dear, dearie me. Oh, dear. Oh, oh no. Hello. Hello. <laughs> That's the other thing. Mrs. Doubtfire sounds like she's going to bake those children into a pie. Mrs. Doubtfire. She doesn't sound, sound homely at I'm all. I'm you here with candy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She, she lives in a gingerbread Lured. house. Now, having said all that, I mean, I I, I it, pissed myself it, laughing. But we, like, la- time. we laughed a lot. Yeah, there's, a, there's actually a lot of jokes. It's a good kids movie. They get away with a lot. I, like, yeah. Miss, most of Mrs. Doubtfire's jokes, especially like her... Her attempts to put off Pierce Brosnan. It's just weirdly sexual. And, and, and the kids would have pretty, no idea yeah, about that. But, but adults would just be like, wow, wow. He just he just came out and said, Pierce Brosnan, you sure do have a small penis. <laughs> and there's that part where she, she like, she's leaning over to Pierce, Pierce Brosnan and um, she, he, he's just bought his wife like a, like a diamond necklace. 
And so she's like, oh, dear, you know, that's that's a down payment for a certain thing. I mean, she basically, like, tries to talk about, like, it, she's trying she's to insinuate pr- pr- oral sex, right? I thought she was trying to insinuate that you bought that so- for her so you could have sex with her. Yeah, basically. but specifically that. Like, she specifically, you bought that for her so you could have oral <laughs> She would give you a blowjob, right? And so he, like, then proceeds to list off maybe seven different... It just keeps going. Like, going, different going, terms going. for that. Yeah. It's... It's, it's kind of crazy. And then finishes it off in, in just in wonderful class by just being like, and also dear, she has crabs. <laughs> Which is not like me speeding it up. That's what she says. <laughs> she has crabs. Uh, uh, but, uh, I mean, would I reckon, would I, I have a little brother. Would I watch it with him? No, I don't think he would get all that much out He'd of it. He'd probably enjoy it though. I think he would, he would enjoy it, but it's not like a Disney kind of movie where it's like, oh, there's some jokes for the, for adults. It's more like the bulk of the really good jokes in Mrs. Doubtfire are kind of for adults. I don't know. He does some pretty, and like, he, and he does a lot of slapstick stuff. Yeah, his goofiness like he sets is his for boobs on fire. He does set his boobs on fire. <laughs> Actually, how did he clean up all that mess? He pretty much burnt down the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. And just orders take out at the end. Yeah. Because he's Robin Williams. He also sort of gains more energy and a human strength when he is in woman form somehow. Like, they're trying to make the joke that it's weird that Mrs. Doubtfire, an old lady, she, like, starts cartwheeling, <laughs> cartwheeling or something. She starts dancing and yeah, leaping over stuff. But some of the stuff that he does is, like, quite impressive for any human to do. <laughs> There's a moment where he's, dance moves. he's, like, doing a Heimlich on Pierce Brosnan and like picks the man up <laughs> manhandles him it looks like it's so easy <laughs> potentially crushing Pierce Brosnan's chest he Man- definitely broke a few ribs yeah definitely because no he way. has insane maniac strength maniac <laughs> strength yeah I don't know I, I don't want to give the wrong impression with this movie it, 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 is, definitely Ron, it recommend... is Ron Williams at his lovable best yeah yeah he's hilarious but when you think of it when you it's it's a kids movie so you shouldn't take it as yeah. literally and as seriously as we're uh, taking it at the moment, but like, like I mean, it's it's a kids movie. Kids movies are friggin' ridiculous. Yeah, and this one especially. <laughs> They're not meant to make sense. Yeah, but no, I think for the most part, Robin Williams is really good in it. Um, obviously, it's like Home Alone. Yes, yes. It's, it, it's well, I it, think I think it's more crazy than Home Alone. Are you kidding me? He should have been. He's found out at this restaurant. He should have been arrested. A kid. Throws bricks at the wet bandits. <laughs> From like a two-story building, he drops bricks yeah. on the wet bandits. But a picture, picture, and in, like that movie gets real dark if you imagine, or what if, what if one of his traps wasn't to go off and those two guys caught the kid? He's dead. Like, yeah. Oh, he, yeah they're, they're saying they're going to catch and murder the kid. Yeah. So it's perfectly he, Because he should have actually killed them. <laughs> but I... I it's perfectly acceptable that he was going to attempt to kill them. They, they were going to kill him. They weren't going to... They're child uh, murderers, Peter. Yeah, well, it's still... That movie is just fucking insanity <laughs> as well. Yeah, Anyway, that's true. anyway fun kids movie. Watch Mrs. Doubtfire. It, it's, fun for it's the whole great. family. Um, yeah. It's all. It's kind of movie where... Uh, well, this is why we made a homework movie, because hopefully you would have seen it and you would have got what we were talking about. Um, it's a little weird. It's a little hard to like explain why Mrs. Doubtfire is so funny. You're talking to someone who also I, it's hasn't such seen an it. it's such an old movie, and it's a kids movie, and yeah. it's not the plot's not really the why you see Mrs. Doubtfire. Like you can kind of see every trope coming because it's that older movie, and there's yeah. been so many movies it, like this. It made. probably invented some of those. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like you're not going to be shocked when the kids find out that he is Mrs. Doubtfire and you're not going to be shocked that it all works out in the end and the boyfriend just disappears for no discernible reason. Yeah, he's definitely at the bottom of a river because Robin Williams murdered him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. If this was an actual serious movie, there would be some, like... Real repercussions. Real, real he's awkward got... scene where he sits down and has a serious talk with the wife about... How not on what Robert Williams is doing is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where she's like, she's living in this fantasy land where he's like, where he's like you know what? Oh, kids- but it's just, he just loves the children so much. <laughs> no, no, no. He's crazy. <laughs> There's, 
There's one He's scene. He's a pathological liar. I have to go back to address, because you said at the start this is transphobic. There is one scene that... I, th- I thought there was a couple, actually. Well, I mean, there's, there's, so there's the bus driver. Are you talking about that? No. No. What scenes did you think were well, the, transphobic? The, the most obvious one is the one where the kids yeah. find out. Well, obviously. There's that one scene... Um, where, where, where he's the like, da- the kid, where the, the boy, his son walks in on him peeing, standing up into a toilet and then and he runs into like, his sister's girl room and goes, oh, he's a she, she's a he. And then his sister, then he runs in and goes, oh no, kids, kids, wait, it's, I can explain everything. Yeah. And they're like, no, we need to call the police cause they need to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas, I mean, what if Mrs. Doubtfire wasn't their father, but just, just some transgender guy. Yeah. And then they would have, what, r- called the police? Because it's... Yeah. Can't have no... But that... Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's... I mean, that's not good. It's also... Mm, no, nah, it's also a 30-year-old movie. Oh, uh, a 30-year-old movie. Um, and it's always weird to work... To where... Where you draw the line with that kind of thing. Because on some level, I think it's not acceptable. Like, what? An excuse to say, like, it's 30 years old. Like... This is maybe more of a great. This is more, I, more no, of a great. I, I, don't, I don't think it would be ex- like you couldn't have that in a movie today. I think the reason why they were able to get away with something like that can be explained by the fact that it's a thirty-year-old movie. No, that's definitely why they're meant to get away with it. I I don't think like I didn't accept it because it's a thirty-year-old movie. No. Like, I don't think people should be like, oh, oh, that's that's fine to show people in a thirty-year-old movie because it's that old. Yeah. And like, it's more of a great, great area kind of thing. I know that, like, if you would have... Actually, I was about to say, um, it's not like there was any racism in the movie and, like, use that as a comparison. But there is one song, like, one of series of lines right at the end of the film, like, right at the end, where Mrs. Doubtfire turns out to be useful because, like, that's the TV character that Robin Williams ends up playing. He gets yeah. his own show yeah. as Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. And one of Mrs. Doubtfire's jokes in the children's show is she's got like this like monkey next yeah. to next to him or next to her that like is like a puppet. It speaks and it's just like a psychic. It's like Blue's Clues. And um, he's <laughs> some. They're talking about oh, and this just next week, dear, we're going to England, my home country. Right? Do you know what language they, they speak? speak and, and the monkey just goes like, "Is it Pakistani?" And she's like, "Oh, only in the stores." <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, you probably wouldn't be able to say that today. I maybe? bet they would be no, probably in that you probably you 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 couldn't. Mm. Mm. I don't know. It just seemed like yeah. a very out of place. <laughs> and out at that place, point, racist. And joke. at that point, the crazy TV sh- like children's show tycoon guy is just like, yes, ha <laughs> 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 the immigrants. <laughs> Next, I'm gonna <laughs> like he is mad. That guy. Oh, that guy's insane. Yeah. Anyway, that's... But anyway, that's, that's Mrs. Doubtfire. That's a little ramble. It was Mrs. a movie. Doubtfire. It was definitely a film. No, it, I, it's, I, a, it's a cool movie. Yeah, I enjoyed We're it. We're kind of taking the piss a bit. I it's, was very excited to watch it. Yeah. Again. Yeah. And I think I saw the start and of I'm, it for the I'm first pretty, time. I'm pretty sad about Robin Williams being dead and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Have you watched any of his other movies? Of course. Um, Good World Hunting is like one of my, one of my favorite films. I watched um, Good Morning Vietnam, like, shortly after his died, and that is such a fantastic film. Yeah. It is Robin Williams being Robin Williams, but it's, like, tells a really incredible story as well. I just like it when he... For me, in Good Will Hunting, I just thought he was, he was really, really good, and it showed that he could pull off something that really, really restrained. Um, and sometimes that, then actors aren't as good at that. I mean... The, the the other one that springs to mind for me, who sort of managed to play both sides pretty well, uh, would be Jim Carrey because Jim Carrey, some, like somehow he's had some flops, right? But Jim Carrey, when he's when he's good, he can do his like, crazy, over energetic Jim Carrey slapstick really, really well. Yeah. And then in movies like The Truman Show, which is sort of in between, he does both. Yeah. But he has those like strong emotional moments. And then if you want to go really into it, like some of his other, I would say Rowan Williams has. A little bit more range than Jim Carrey. Yeah. No, I think that's I think that's true. And I, I, I don't know that that for me was how is how I think of him is is that role. Yeah, definitely. And Truman Show. 
Oh, have we talked? I was, I was talking about Robin Williams. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in Good Will Hunting. Yeah. That's how I remember him. I think he did a really good job. Have you seen um, Dead Poets Society? Yes. He is very much a straight man in that. And he's a yeah. well, great he, dramatic role. He He's a little eccentric in that one as well. Yeah. He's that eccentric teacher. I don't know. But, what he's, but he's not... He's not like Robin Williams. Like Robin Williams can be crazy energetic. Like he doesn't. Actually, he doesn't do the crazy energetic yeah. improvising lines and um and yelling and screaming and dancing all around the place the, stuff that he does so well. The other movie that I really have you seen Hook? Oh, I've seen the start of it. Hey, you need to see Hook. Hook is. Fantastic. I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix. Actually, Hook is like a is it's like the the sequel to Peter Pan, and it's when yeah. Peter goes. Because Peter goes back to the real world and has a life and Hook is scoring up stuff in Neverland. So he gets called back and it's him played by Robin Williams as like a man coming really? back to Neverland. And like he has forgotten all of it because you forget all of it pretty quick and he sort of like learns how to get it all back. Julia Roberts plays Tinkerbell. She does a really good job. Um, Hook is fantastic. And... There's that sort of thing where, yeah, he comes back and his children are taken to Neverland as well. And um, this time, they there's no Peter, right? Mm. And the Lost Boys are still there. Yeah. But they're being run by some other dude. Yeah. And the children are picked up by Hook instead. And they're all made into, like, pirates. It's, I don't know. It's pretty pretty interesting. And Who plays Hook? Um, I can't remember his name. I know him. He does an incredible job. He's got a ridiculously sized nose. <laughs> which I think works well. Uh, yeah, but The Hook is definitely another movie you should, you should take a look at. Uh, he was such an amazing actor. Yeah, oh yeah. And an amazing man. Very mm-hmm. troubled. I watched I watched The Angriest Man in New York or Brooklyn or whatever yeah, it's called. Yeah, That's a terrible movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really I, bad. I, I mean, I didn't watch that because I figured it would be bad, yeah. to be honest. Anyway... Anyway, that's Mrs. Doubtfire. Um, it's on Netflix, so see it. If you have Netflix, there's no reason not to see it. I think it's it's really funny. Get yeah. a couple of friends around and just start making just just start riffing jokes. on yeah. <laughs> what could possibly <laughs> be going insanity. on? Uh, okay, well that's that. That's Mrs. Doubtfire. I wanted to talk briefly about a movie called Stone, and I want to talk briefly about it because it's not worth talking about. <laughs> I was like, I was feeling bad in the last couple of episodes. I've really sort of, I've been dropped the ball a little bit on topics. I've mm. been doing so much new stuff. So I was like, okay, well, you know, I'll pick something. I love Robert De Niro. Oh, Robert De Niro's in this movie with Ed Norton. I kind of like Robert Norton. And like, so I, so I, <laughs> I, I started watching this movie and on the outset, onset, like it, it kind of looked okay. Yeah. So like, the, like the, you, I, we, you had to like, Pause it halfway, and we were talking about something, mm. and you said, "Oh yeah, it's it's okay, kind of generic." It's when you're about forty minutes in, shockingly bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's so Stone is about this parole officer in the South, played by Robert De Niro. Yep, and um, this criminal arsonist called Stone, nicknamed Stone, played by Edward Norton. And he's like got this crazy, uneducated Southern accent kind of thing going on. Yeah. And uh, tracks. You know, like the hairstyle. Oh, yeah. Like braided or just shaved his hair? Braided. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, I can picture this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is not a good look for Edward Norton. And he he does the character quite well. Um, right. I think Edward Norton's had some flop movies, but he's done some pretty good ones too. Yeah, Fight Club's a good movie. Fight Club's a good movie. Our American History X, I thought he did a really good I job. I have seen that. Oh, you should. You should. You should watch this. That You should watch that instead of watching this. <laughs> um, and the whole conceit is that uh, uh, Stone wants to get out of prison. He's pretending that he's cha- like turned over a new leaf. And to convince Robert De Niro to let him out of prison, he gets his really... Uh, sexy wife to uh, like convince Robert De Niro to like seduce him and whatever right yeah um that's the plot of the movie 
I was like, okay. So I, I watched. I started watching. Is it, it. is it based on a true story? No, I don't know. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing happens. Really? Nothing. It is the <laughs> most boring movie, <laughs> and it's got this whole feeling of like. You, it should be this one of those movies that makes you think. Mm. You know, one of those slightly more arty movies. Um, you know, whether you like, like slow, yeah, where you think about really what's going on here, and um, Robert De Niro plays totally off type. He the kind of weird thing is with De Niro, he's almost so well known that it really hinders him sometimes. And I think this is one of those roles where it really hinders him because he is playing a, just a total dirtbag. Like, just a sad, weak-willed guy who gets just, like, seduced by this young, hot woman. Very transparent what she's trying to do. He doesn't look happy about it the whole time. Um, and there's the movie starts with this scene, right? And this is why I was thinking, oh, oh shit, right? Uh, which establishes his character. And, I, and again, I just can't get around it. Because it's yeah. not like just saying he's weak, right? Which is never Robert De Niro. He just exudes this, like, strength, right? Also, Even if he's not always like a really smart character, yeah. he's at least got the Robert De Niro confidence. But also, but also, he's he is a horrible man, right? The 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 the, and this is where it comes trying to tell us a story clearly. Um, it starts off with a flashback to this guy who kind of looks a lot like Robert De Niro, who they've attached like a mole to his face at the right place, right? Um, he and young Robert De Niro is watching TV. Um, like doing that, like he's very much one of those like dudes who doesn't speak at all to his wife. He just watches TV and ignores her. And so he's doing that and she's like, like flipping out. There's this really kind of neat thing to do with where like there's this constant buzzing noise. Cause like, there's like a fly that or a bee that's buzzing around the house. And she's like, says that she's can't do it anymore. She, he's trapping her and she's going to leave. Right. And so his reaction is he, he, Runs upstairs. He like he, he like just walks upstairs, and she's like gets worried for a minute, and then like runs upstairs after him, and buzzing going on, and then they have like their babies in the crib, and so he picks up the baby and opens the window and holds the baby like outside the window, and says that like if she leaves him he'll toss it toss the kid out the window. And, you know, the buzzing happens and then she says, oh, I'll never leave you. And then he puts the baby back and she rushes to close the window and she closes the window on the bee and it kills the bee. Like, that's the first scene, right? Right. So no murder happens. No, which isn't a bad scene. Yeah. It's pretty intense. Yeah. Um, and I just could not shake the fact that I just like Robert De Niro. I just couldn't make it stick that he was just this... Just piece of shit. Just piece of shit human being. And a total coward. Like, that is a such a cowardly thing to do, as well as being just a piece of shit thing to do. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, I mean, what is he even getting from his wife? Like, it doesn't make him happy. That's just like the the control thing. It's awful. He doesn't like his wife. His wife, wife hates him. Yeah. And, and then nothing happens. For like the next hour, like Stone has meetings with him. Um, it's meant to be again thoughtful, but not enough thought has been put into it. Like Stone starts. The problem is Stone starts having an actual religious conversion, right? <laughs> like he's he, so that's the where the complication. Like comes he get in. yes, he wants his wife to seduce him and get him out of prison. But but yes, actually, because eventually he after Robert uh, De Niro starts sleeping with his wife, he actually is like. Oh, you know what? You shouldn't listen to her. She's awful. Like, just do whatever you think's right. If you think I should stay in here, I should just stay in here. Right? Yeah. Um, and I'm telling you all this, like, that's what happens next. But what happens next for, like, an hour and a half is, like, scenes of, like, Robert De Niro driving home. Robert De Niro listening to the Christian radio, right? Uh, Robert De Niro, like, sitting watching TV and his wife, who's, like, still with him and nuts at this point right like absolutely crazy not saying anything and being absolutely crazy um his interviews with stone stone's like yeah man we're gonna, oh, and he was just talking about his religious conversion or whatever his wife's like seducing like it's just so boring it happened that's the whole movie the end of the movie 
is where Stone is released. Uh, Robert De Niro's house burns down. Stone's an arsonist, right? Ah. Uh. Uh, Robert De Niro gets a gun, finds, you know, tracks him down, points it at him, can't do it, runs off. And that's the movie. Yeah, the movie ends, the final scene is just not of Stone or his girl or his wife, but the house burns down, Robert De Niro runs outside, and the wi- his wife is making, like, nonsensical babble, and he's like, what are you talking about? And he basically realizes that he's been paranoid the whole time. Stone didn't burn down the house like she did just to leave. And then it ends. It's just... But but in between that, Pete, nothing. Nothing. Because, like, the initial bit until you said, and then for an hour and a half, nothing happens. Yeah. Like, that actually sounded really interesting. Well, you can give it a go if you want. Maybe, maybe I, it's just not the movie for me. No, but I mean, like, it sounded interesting up until the point where you said, well, this happens in, like, the first 20 minutes and then nothing happens for the rest of the film. And, and Stone gets fire. out at the end, yeah. That's it. There's, like, yeah. weird things that he's trying to say. Stone is saying these, like, crazy, like, meant-to-be-epiphanies about life, I think. You know, he's like, have you ever thought about eternity? I don't... How do you? How do they know that things go on and on forever? Like, he he's, gets all, like, faux-philosophical. Yeah, exactly. Very faux. Um, and every time Robert De Niro's in the car, they play this Christian, like, crazy Christian radio thing. Something's trying to be said here, but it's just... It just doesn't work. Hmm. So that's why I'm never trying anything again. <laughs> <laughs> You're never going to watch another movie. Yeah. Well, you will, you will have a good movie to talk about next week because you are about to go and see... I'm watching Me Before You. Which is like Amelia Clark and someone else stupid chick flick. Yeah. Which I'm sure well, will you know, be top quality. Well, we'll, see what I, we'll see what I think of it. What's the movie we went and saw recently? Hunt for the Wilder People. We've talked about that. We already. definitely talked about that. That was last episode. That was so long ago. Yeah. But, but it feels like gotta, yesterday. We've got to keep anyway, going. We're rolling anyway, on here. So I watched a movie this week. I watched The Man from Uncle, which yep. is meant to be like a 60s James Bond-esque fun spy it's, it's movie. It's based on a 60s It's movie based on like a 60s show. TV show. Yeah. Yeah. Called The Man from Uncle. Sort of similar like kind gets, of the, to the, Get Smart. The concept is there's this American, like suave, smooth-talking secret agent. And this Russian secret agent who's like a crazy killer guy. Um, and they get forced to team up to stop a nuclear bomb plot. It's like the most generic... Uh, evil Russians and nuclear bomb plots. Well, it's not evil Russians. It's like an evil British chick. Oh. Because the that's British... That's also kind <laughs> of <a joke. laughs> Yeah. It's like the most tropey, generic spy, like um, Cold War spy movie. Is the evil British chick also sexy? Yes. And it's just it's just the most generic plot ever. It's not a good okay. it's not a great film. It has stars Henry Cavill and Army Hammer. So Henry Cavill, who is of course Idiot Man in the Idiot Man <laughs> yeah. vs. Chicken Face. Yep, or whatever we Fantastic call it. movies that you should not see because they're see horrible. It. Yep. Um and Army Hammer, who played the Winklevoss twins in the Social Network. Yeah, and we spoke about this briefly. You basically said to me that Henry Cavill just can't act. Yes, it turns out. Yes, it does turn out that Henry Cavill just kind of can't act. Like, which is unfortunate. I think the guy kind of is sweet. He seems sweet in interviews. He's just he's just has not a charismatic bone in his body. Yeah, like the whole and this movie's the whole, meant to be kind of funny. Yeah, right? like Henry. Yeah, it's kind of meant to be funny and stylish and it's very stylish and one of the things the movie really got right is like the costumes it really captured that sort of 60s yep. feel and the, the costumes and stuff they wear are really cool there's some cool directing sequences the final action scene is really cool i thought um plot plot is nonsense and the main two characters are just the most wooden boring people ever like henry cavill's character is meant to be this, like, smooth, suave, secret agent guy, like, James Bond type. Mm. And he makes all these, like, innuendos and tries to make these jokes, and he just has no comedic timing whatsoever. Yeah. Like, it tries to be funny. It's directed by Guy Ritchie, who did Snatch and Locks Talking Two Smoking Barrels and the... Um, Love those movies. And some incredibly fun, witty films he did sherlock holmes which was yeah. had yeah. had good humor in parts snatch is one of my all-time favorite films i have a poster of it a full-sized poster from the cinemas in my in my room yeah and, and um 
Yeah, so this is his next film, and um, Henry Cavill is just he's just not funny. Okay. Like he just he just cannot pull off the charisma required for that role. Do you think he's would be good in other roles, or is he just sort of not he, a great actor? I reckon he he might have been fine as the crazy Russian dude. Yeah. He's maybe a bit too big to be the Russian dude, but he's like... That's true. He's not he, actually that big, is he? Like, he's, he's tall. Is I he, don't is he really... That, is, he, is he sort of like the same rippedness as he is in Superman? Yeah. Okay. Which is, I think, maybe a bit too ripped for like a sneaky, stealthy secret agent guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look at Sean Connery. That guy was like running around with a beer gut. <laughs> um, Wearing seagulls on his head. And yeah, he's just he's just not charismatic enough to pull off that role. Yeah. I think he would have been re- better as the Russian guy. And the Russian guy isn't good either. He's just kind yeah. of a nothing character, massive trope. Did they like, become friends his in the father, end? His father, they do become friends in the oh, end. Oh, shock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they start off, they start off hating each other. The opening sequence is um, Henry Cavill, it's... Um, during the Cold War, so it's the Iron Curtain. Do they have a spy vendetta against each other? They have a. It starts off. Oh, sweet! It Jesus. starts off where Hen- with Henry Cavill going into West Germany to retrieve um, the daughter of a Nazi nuclear scientist mm-hmm. um, because she has information about her father's whereabouts or something. So he goes yep. in there, and she's like a sexy mechanic. And what? and there's like a car chase scene between Henry Cavill and the sexy mechanic. Something and... that I think may not exist in real life. <laughs> and um, and Army Hammer's crazy Russian dude, and and they hate each other for that. And then the next scene, with almost no explanation whatsoever, is they're meeting in like a men's toilet, like the um, Henry Cavill's boss, who has just got the worst British accent ever. No, he's, he's he's a British dude, like a super British dude, playing an American, doing it like a... An American um, accent. Yeah, he's doing like a um, Richard Nixon impression, basically. <laughs> That's how he talks, I kid you not. Um, Does he have like just, a... Basically. He doesn't go... But he he has that sort of gravity. like... The movie like, been drastically rah. improved by him going... Speaks out of the side of his mouth. My God. <laughs> kind of accent and um they meet in the men's toilet and find out that henry cavill and army hammer have to team up and they have a fight in the toilets and then their bosses are like well actually you guys are teaming up because we're going to fight the nukes and there's a nuclear conspiracy basically and then that's the movie punch the nuke out of the sky yeah (laughs) (laughs) um and then other shit happens and they save the day and it's like, oh, you guys are going to form this new organization called Uncle, which is the name of the movie, because you, we're telling the origin story of the men from Uncle. da 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 Yeah. End credits. End credits. It's just not a particularly interesting movie. Okay. Like, it just... it You can see points where it could have gone so much better. Like, if, if Henry Cavill hadn't been the main guy... They just needed someone just a smidgen more charismatic. Okay. Like he just, he tries so hard, but he's just so wooden and it's just, uh, yeah. like there's this one action scene where Henry Cavill and the other guy, because they're like rivals and stuff, they, they're like, oh, we've found out that there's people in this base place. So we should go check that out tomorrow. So of course, both of them separate to each other. Go, go check and, it out. Go and check it out. And they're like trying to one up each other with how to get in the fence. So Henry Cavill has like, he's got like carbon laser refined, like metal snippers. I think a carbon laser is... And then the Russian <laughs> guy gets out a carbon laser to get into the, like get through the chain link f- fence. Yeah. And they're trying to one up each other the whole time. And then they get to, like, they get detected. Henry Cavill heat visions. They the get... <laughs> <laughs> they get detected and they're trying to escape on a boat, and Henry Cavill, like, the Russian guy does the wheel too fast, and Henry Cavill gets thrown off the boat. Somehow, undetectedly, Henry Cavill swims to the other side. There's, like, a truck there. So he goes and gets in the truck and is going to escape, but he sees this basket of... Children. ...fruit <laughs> and, a, and a novel and some lovely wine in the seat next to him, 
which is the lunch of one of the guards or something. So he gets it out and it's he start, starts eating and it's like the camera just on his face and you can kind of see in like the reflections of, um, of, of in like the windows and stuff, just right. the Russian guy just tearing around and their gunfire going off and explosions and grenades and yeah. fire and, <laughs> and death. And it's just Henry Cavill eat, sitting there eating his lunch, which would probably be funny if he didn't look so friggin' smug the entire time, and he was actually a funny... Like, he, he did it in a funny way. Oh, you just don't like Henry Cavill. I just don't... I want to like Henry Cavill. Okay. I just don't think he can do anything but brooding silence. That's the name of the podcast right here. <laughs> I want to like Henry Cavill. <laughs> uh, Let's go. Yeah. Maybe I'll see it if I'm... The the Try. girl was alright in it. Alicia Vikander is her name. Um, she was um do you remember that AI movie we watched? Mm. Um that had the British dude and then the AI, the AI like breaks out. Artificial intelligence or something it's called. The one that had mm. the uh the, the guy with the jacket from Star Wars, not the black guy. Um The guy with the jacket um, from Star Wars was Not the... the black guy. We didn't see AI together. We, I swear we did. We it's... did. Not. I've never seen it. Oh, really? Yeah. Anyway, she's in that. She's, she's in really, that. She's okay. really awesome in that. Um, and she was okay here, but I just don't think the script was all that great and the story's not amazing and... It's a kind of fun spy film, but don't rush out and see it. It's on Netflix. Okay. I don't know. Well, I think that does it for, for movies. Um, yeah, <laughs> as usual, we're running over time, but yeah. not as usual. Like, I actually haven't allowed for us to run over time, so we might squeak through these, you know, a, a little quicker. So, TV shows, I did want to talk about one of them. Okay, I'm going to throw you for a loop because I, I so I watched two TV shows um, whilst I was work. Uh, I was away this week. Yeah, um, but Netflix is everywhere, um, and. So I watched two TV shows. One with my dad. I watched Home Homefront because they're addicted to Homefront. So I watched season three and season four of Homefront, which was a little weird because I hadn't seen one too. But you know, whatever. Um, and I wanted to talk to you about that, but I I kind of wanted to talk a lot about that. So we don't have enough time. Okay. So I, we don't have enough time. What I did want to talk about really briefly is Mad Men. So this is a show that. I really like... I, I've never talked about it on the podcast, I don't think. Um, but I... So I recently completely caught up to Mad Men. I was almost there and then sort of life got in the way and Game of Thrones got in the way and Vikings got in the way and I just sort of stopped watching it. Um, but you know what? That show has been really consistent for me, at least. I, I, I understand for most people it probably hasn't. Yeah, I stopped watching after about maybe three seasons. Yeah, but even going into season seven... I still enjoy it. I have this affinity with um, Don Draper that has nothing to do with his womanizing or his drinking or anything like that. But he's, he's a thoughtful guy, and I know you don't think this. Okay. For some reason, but I I, I like his like his really his really like thoughtful moments, and the show has some really thoughtful moments. And at least it's like must be in his contract that. At least once or once a season or once every two seasons, Don, uh, like just goes walk about every time, right? And the, 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 like the, there's a running joke in season seven when he does that where like they, they get acquired again by a new company and all these new guys are like, where's Don? And everyone's just like, oh, it's Roger Sterling's just like, I don't worry about it. He'll be back. It's fine. (laughs) Um, and he, cause he just can't handle it. Like the world and the, people and and he just sort of leaves every now and then and he goes and he does something and those are the moments that i really like even this time so this time he goes and like he just gets this car because he's a millionaire and he just buys this like um uh bench seated car white interior white leather interior red on the outside kind of thing and goes on the all-american road trip he just goes off and he has these crazy encounters with people because at the heart of it and you always forget it until the show reminds you he's a total con. He's not who he says he is. He's this guy 
who grew up in a whorehouse that went to war, was kind of a coward, got his got his commander blew up and assumed his commander's identity. Right? And ah, oh, there's this moments where he just sort of he just sort of goes and breaks free. And th- those are the ones that I really like. And this season um had a great great one of those where he ends up at this hippie commune just still dressed like Don Draper and it's it's fantastic. But before then he go yeah, he goes on this road trip and um I like it. I just like Don I, I just like the show. You like that idea of just getting away from everything for a while. Yeah, and, and I like I like him. I think that especially if you watch watch for long enough that the world that they live in is like everyone's having sex with each other, first of all. Uh, Betty, his first wife, is crazy and a terrible person for most of it. She is a terrible person. Um, and I know, I guess, like, your idea that you just, like, you think he's terrible because he sleeps around? Well, that's not the only reason. But, I don't know, I, I, I just like the characters. And I, and I really like the, uh, like, that kind of business intrigue thing where like oh they're going to be taken over by McCann or we're going to make a move or like <laughs> stuff like that I just I just I just like it uh, for me it's still going strong so what's well, my little thing about Mad Men I'd love to talk about it more but you know what it's been seven years of Mad Men people people, people have probably talk- already heard about it yeah. yeah yeah I should catch up on Mad Men because I'm pretty sure it's all on Netflix I think you should and I think it's, it's also the kind of show where you can dive in pretty quickly yeah a couple of episodes you'll work out what's happened to everyone yeah um, like I, I need to work out where I'm at with. Yeah, I remember it. Uh, I when I first got back into this, I was an episode or two ahead of where I should have started. And you know what? For this one time, something huge had changed that I was not prepared for. Was one guy has an eye patch now? <laughs> like he just came into the room and he had a, a black pirate patch. And I was like, "What the fuck happened?" <laughs> What could I miss? That is not what I was expecting. Yeah. I was expecting you to go, oh, someone got fired or there was... Yeah. He has an <laughs> he eye, eye patch. <laughs> and then you know what I did? I decided never to watch those two episodes. <laughs> it's, it, it'll always be a mystery to I'll you. I'll never know how he lost his eye or whatever happened to it. Maybe he, he still has it. Oh, that's great. Anyway, that's mad. That's my little thing I'm mad with. Do you have anything you want to talk about with TV? Ah, uh, nah, I've only really been watching Lost again, okay. which is a great show. All of it's on Netflix. One of the reasons I originally wanted to get Netflix was to watch Lost. It's one of those all-time fantastic shows. Which I should one watching day get around to watching because it's so important to you. It's a great show. Now that I'm kind of re-watching it, I realise that there's a fair amount of, like, tropes in there, in some of the, st- like, backstories to some of the characters are fairly generic. Now that I've seen it again, watching it at the time, to- like, watching it for the first time, it's it's pretty great. But that's just something I, I noticed watching it again. Right. Um, another thing I did watch was the new Jim Jeffries stand-up comedy special. Which I would never watch in a million years. I think he's a pretty funny guy. He has some jokes which are a bit off-colour. Um, I was wasn't laughing at all of his stuff. They're ve- they're fairly off color some of his some of his yeah. Stuff. But I think the this the bit which he, um, which I'm sure almost everybody has seen because it was all over the internet last year was his bit about gun control in America. And I think that's pro- that's pretty spot on. And he has yeah. he has some more political jokes which are which are kind of funny and a bit un Jim Jeffries. I just like he to- also has some pretty sweet stories like. In one of his stand-up specials, he talks about how one of his best mates from when he was growing up had, um, I think, cerebral palsy. Yeah. From when he was a kid. So, he's like, he's virtually a vegetable, can like, lives in a wheelchair, doesn't have much motor function, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, And he tells this really kind of sweet, but also incredibly filthy, because it's a Jim Jeffries stand-up bit. Um, He tells this really... Sweet story about how he, him and his brother took his dis- severely disabled friend to a brothel. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and you should definitely look look that one up. Okay. We'll do. Um, but that, yeah, I that's think... That's pretty much it. Uh, sorry? That's pretty much it for... Yeah, that's pretty much it for TV shows. I have played a video game this week. 
Okay. Um, which has been released and has been getting very critically lauded, and a lot of people have been talking about called Inside, which is the new game from Playdead Studios who made Limbo. Yeah. Which is like a 2D side-scrolling yeah. platformer puzzle game, basically. Um, and the sort of thing that set Limbo apart was a very... Um, it was all black and white, very inter- like very uh, immediately recognizable art style. Yep. Um, and like you played this little boy, but there were just occasions where you could get violently murdered. <laughs> and it's a similar sort of okay. thing with, with um, Inside. It's not a sequel or anything. It's... No, it's not a sequel, but you can tell like it's a similar sort of game. It's just still a 2D... 2D side scroll right. puzzle yep. game. Okay. Um, where you play this little, it's, it's not black and white. It's like very desaturated colors, um, mostly black and white, but there are some, there is a little bit of color in there. Um, and it's not, it's a bit more 3D this time. Brutally murdered. You can get brutal, you can get brutally murdered. (laughs) Like, yeah, that, that's, one of the the things in Limbo is, is like the, crazy death sequences because you're like oh you're the little boy going and solving puzzles and then just you just drown so why why is, uh, this, well, maybe, why maybe, is this game good again maybe focusing on the wrong part here but like <laughs> it's just a really well made puzzle game has no story doesn't have any real tutorial it's quite simple but it's some really clever puzzles okay not a very long game um but just the animation the hard style is really beautiful yeah um it's very unsettling. Like, there's a lot of themes with mind control and, like, totalism. And it's just doing a lot of really wow. interesting things. And I don't want to ruin any of the puzzles or talk too much about it. Just yeah. then to say it's one of the get. It, it is probably one of the best platform games, platformer games I've ever played. Probably the best. Um, it's not that expensive. It's out on Xbox One and PC. And it's. You really owe it to yourself to give it a try. Um, okay. It's very well made and well worth the price. Would you recommend entry. going and getting um, the first game that they made, not just inside, but the... Yeah, you can probably pick up Limbo pretty cheap, Limbo, sorry, pretty yeah. cheaply and it's on it's on everything. It's on iOS. That And that is a game that I have replayed maybe three or four times okay. because it's not all... It's, you can maybe get through the whole thing in like four hours and it's... It's a really good game. Okay. I'll have to try that one. Good fun. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Get brutally murdered myself. Yeah. Um, so to, call, to wrap it up, we have to address the elephant in the room with games. Pokemon Go. Oh, yeah. I almost forgot. But yeah. yes, the worldwide juggernaut that is, that is Pokemon the Pokemon Go. brand. They've just released this new game called Pokemon Go, which is a free-to-play app yeah. based off by a studio called Niantic Studios. Um, whose only previous game before this is a game called um, Ingress. It's a data gathering game, and ba- I'm pretty sure this one is too. Yeah, so Ingress, um, where sorry, Niantic Studios is like a spin-off from Google. They originally made Ingress um, using a, it, it uses Google Maps, um, marks areas on the map, and I'll go through this pretty quickly. But it marks areas yeah. on the map, and you have to physically walk using your phone and having your phone out and using your GPS to go find these virtual markers in order to yeah um like take them over and take control of your city and and like battle things and do fun gamey shit but you have to actually walk around yeah it, the whole idea is to for you to explore your city yeah um and ingress was kind of made so that google could gather data <laughs> from people's gps because of how they walk how, how people walk through cities and walk through like parks and stuff in order to map out paths and thing and things like that yeah um and you, so you pokemon go is like that game it. but pokemon it's a collector's thing I, when you mentioned it to me my first thought was there was this game and if 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 somebody wants to send this to me i'll ha- i'll take it <laughs> <laughs> there's this game that was around when we were kids where like it was this, it was a standalone device that you bought mm. and it was like a monster collecting game and you yeah, would scan you, barcodes yeah and it would give you a chance and like giving you capturing a monster yeah. yeah so you would like go with your mum to the shops and it was great and this is sort of like ads on this as you explained it to me like I wasn't super excited at it before and I just you know when anything's that popular you're always just like oh I don't really mm. like it. yeah 
Yeah. But, oh man, I think I might get it. I, I'd love them for me to be even more hardcore. Like some of the things that got me were. So I'll, like I'll, just, I, I'll just quickly explain what Pokemon Go is. Yeah. So it's like the Pokemon version of that game. You catch Pokemon. You, basically, you have to walk around the walk around your city where you live in real life yeah. and capture Pokemon. Like an idiot with your phone out. Like yeah, you walk around with your phone in front of you and, there are, and be like, oh, there's a Pokemon over there and it'll come up with like an augmented reality thing, uses your camera um, and it'll like have a picture of... Like the real whatever's actually in front of you, and then we just a Pokemon there. Yeah, um, and you got to flick a Pokeball at it and catch it <laughs> like an idiot, and it, <laughs> like an idiot. It is the stupidest thing, on earth, but it has become an yeah, absolute. It's a huge phenomenon. There are there are like, like the amount of people, of guys. Yeah, you see, at three a.m. in the morning. With they like had the a Pokemon Go meetup in Sydney at the Sydney Opera House, and two thousand people showed up. Yeah, I think just the idea that like how prevalent it is, like. There is a chance, like a fairly good chance, that if you walk down your local like shopping street or wherever you go to get your groceries or whatever, You'll there's going to be at least one person walking, walking down the street with playing their phone Pokemon out, Go, trying to catch a Pokemon. Yeah, it's insane. And the, like the other mechanic hit there is you have interaction with other people because um, there are these things called gyms, and yeah. you can take like a gym over um, if you have like if you beat that. The Pokemon that's in that gym, and then you're the gym leader for that one. Yeah. I don't know. The thing that got me was, like, the, the, I started to just get all these flashes of ideas with this kind of thing. Yeah, like, and you, it's incredibly you basic. Like, you don't, like, you fight stuff at gyms, but that's the only thing. Like, you don't level your... Po- it's not like the Pokemon RPGs. Yeah, it's, it's very, very basic. The collection is very few. There's almost no tutorial, which there really needs to be for this game. It's got a shitty tutorial... There's almost no features like there's a bunch of Nintendo currencies that yeah, are like there's really bunch, confusing. Which doesn't explain how to do almost anything. Um, like you don't level your poke, you don't, you can't battle your friends. You can't like. It's very difficult to work out where that like where you have to walk to encounter Pokemon. You don't, when you encounter Pokemon, you just flick a Pokeball at them and catch them. Like you don't use your team of Pokemon to fight them and no. beat them. It's not like the Pokemon RPG where you um, select an attack to use against another Pokemon. You basically just tap the screen until you win. Yeah. But I maintain that all of that is just a way to assign value to these Pokemon you're collecting. So it yeah. feels like you're collecting things. Yeah. There's there the whole is idea some sort is, of RPG It's just the collection. You know? Yeah. And you need a way for Pokemon to be value, valuable, so you assign a level to it, and you need that level to mean something, and then so we have battles and yeah. gyms and stuff. One of the really cool things about it is, depending on the area that you're in, you'll yes. encounter different Pokemon. That's what I love. Like, so if you told sea, me that if I went down to the river, yeah. I could catch water Pokemon, that was it. For some reason, that was the thing. I was like, oh, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. Yeah. It was, yeah, I'm going to get on the city cat. If you go into forest, you'll find, like, um, like, Caterpies and Weedles and stuff. Yeah. And Who wants them, really, though? <laughs> I've never heard anyone Most say, like, who's your favorite just Pokemon? Zubats in them. Weedle. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, and it's, like, the original 150, so it's throwback to that. 90s kids will understand. Yeah, and there are mobs. Like, if it, it's this eerie thing, and I can see videos of this where it's, like, all silent. At, like, 2 o'clock in the morning, you might just see this roaming pack of, like... There's a Pokemon that's around that's good. Like five dudes just silently looking at their phones in a group. Just, just standing out in the it's playground. Like slide somewhere. back somewhere. Like it's, yeah. <laughs> there's there's this... been a bunch of like... One of the things that, that kind of what this game is all about is trying to encourage people to go outside and explore your city. Um, and I think it actually really has achieved that. The only thing about it is it's there are some kind of unsafe behaviors that it encourages... Like, like looking at your phone while driving. Yes. Well, look, like looking at your phone while driving. Going or, underneath scary underpasses. Yeah. To get and that fact, you And want. in fact, a major car, like, like a 10 car pile up or something in a highway, on a highway in America was caused by someone stopping in the middle of the highway to catch a Pikachu. The Pikachu are pretty hard to find. They are pretty rare. So, yeah. I'll give you know, you that. that's justified, right? <laughs> yeah, I could definitely... Like, there's this picture that I showed Peter of just, like, this guy's, like, painted this, like, shabby-looking van. van to say Rare that. Pokemon inside. Yeah, yeah. So there's definitely that potential. I think it's... I think it's a crazy phenomenon. I think that... 
I, fu- um, I fully Google's acknowledge. Google's take over the world. And I fully probably... acknowledge that it is like the stupidest thing ever. Yeah, and but it's kind of fun, and it may be the maybe the first like herald of the end of the world as we know it. You know, the machines will take over; they'll know everything about us. Like, I think it is a bad game, but has fun elements. It's like a Google Glass one of the things is what it is. Yeah, exactly. One of the th- one of the things really big criticisms of De- Destiny is that there's like no content; you're just doing the same thing over and over again story shit all that kind of stuff but the reason why i play it so much is it's just so much fun to play yeah although there's not all that much stuff to do and there really should be more for the amount of money that it costs it's not good value for money it's just it, the mechanics work so well and i think that's one of the yeah. things that can be said about this as well is and it's and this is value for money because it's free. yeah you can't pay free things, but it it is very i think probably pretty skewed towards getting people to pay money yeah, stuff. It's a bit stingy on some items, but um, yeah, it's 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 fun. It's a worldwide phenomenon. It's more popular than Tinder. People are predicting that by next week it will have more concurrent daily users than Twitter, which is pretty nuts. Which is insanity. Yeah, yeah, and just I think it's the accessibility of it too. Like it's almost everybody a has good a smartphone, helping it. and it's free. It's almost helping it. That it's not very flushed out, maybe. I don't know. I think, it's, I think it, it's it. It feels like a game that was not ready for launch, but they just yeah. launched it anyway. I like bet it, there's a it just just from the fact that it has no tu- it has virtually no tutorial. I bet there's a huge player base of Pokemon Go that has never and will never use their Pokemon Takeover gym. Yeah, they are just going to be like they're just going. They just want it. I just want it so I can walk down the city cat. And be like, I'm on the hunt for squirrels. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, I I really worry that people will lose interest pretty quickly. Because there's not I mean, enough... I don't worry about it. I'm not like invest... I'm not like, oh no, Pokemon, what will they do okay, with yeah, that? Yeah, I'm not worried about the it. Success. But I could, very, I could see it happening very quickly that people just lose interest because there's not oh, enough 100%. to do. And at some point, there's going to be this like gridlock of gyms where yeah. there's just this insane Pokemon in it that you're never going to beat. Yeah. And there's one guy who's like built a drone to fly around so he can like get more catch Pokemon, catch more Pokemon yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Totally. I've seen, I've seen screen, like most, when you start out, you're catching Pokemon that are like level 10, level 11. Yeah. I saw a guy with like a level 4,000 Pokemon. And he's just going to crush everyone. Yeah. Okay. But anyway. We really, yeah. Yeah. That's us for this time, episode. Time to go. Time to go. Um, do you have any closing stuff you want to say? Well, so homework movie. So we're going to watch Goodfellas. Because that was that came out. We were going to watch oh. Casino, <laughs> but we're going to watch Goodfellas because okay. they're, they're pretty similar films. Yeah. Um, Last minute change, but Goodfellas came out beforehand. Okay. Um, and yeah, we're going to watch. I, I don't think Nero's in Goodfellas, but anyway, we're going to watch Goodfellas, classic Scorsese crime movie. Okay. Abs- very very good film. Um, and I encourage you all to watch Stone. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't, don't watch Stone. Don't do that. But what you should do. Is you should like our Facebook page. Yep. You should subscribe to us on iTunes. And you should comment, guys. And watch the last episode. It was so good. We miss you. Also, yeah, the last episode was really good. We talked for 30 minutes about apocalypses. uh, Apocalypses. Nothing to do with movies or TV or games. We just Just talked. We just waxed and lyrical about apocalypses. Yep. Anyway, that's our want. That's it. Time to go. We're out. Goodbye. Goodbye.